Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We are in week three of our summer study series, and today you're going to get to meet your teachers. My name is Natalie Hur, and I am joined today with Heidi Lenzo and Caitlin Carl. And if you are a longtime podcast listener, you might recognize their names because both of them have been on the podcast in the past, but it's been a little while. For Caitlin, right? Yep. Um, Heidi, you're last. You were on the last. Just the last season. series. Yes, yeah, correct. So good to have you two in the house this morning. Glad Thanks for having us. So what we wanted to do today is just give some opportunity for you to get to know Caitlin and Heidi. We're not going to tell you who is teaching which <laughs> session. But you're going to get to know them both, and then you'll be surprised on week one when you get there um, to who your teacher is. But uh, we just wanted to start out asking um, you to tell us a little bit about your story coming to the Lord, how um, God has drawn you to his word specifically, how you got connected with Dayton Women in the Word, and those kind of things. And then we'll talk a little bit more specifically about Mark and what you guys are excited about for teaching Mark. So Heidi, we will start with you. Tell us all your all your stories. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I came to know the Lord when I was three years old. What? I know. Really? It surprised a lot of people. And I remember it so specifically. I That's can amazing. remember yesterday, yeah, Heidi. I know. <laughs> and you can remember when you were three. All because of my Sunday school teacher. She gave a talk about hell, and it scared me so badly that on the way home from church, I asked my mom, Mom, how do I go to heaven? Because I don't want to go to hell. So she pulled the car over, and I remember folding my hands together, and she led me to the Lord. She helped me pray and asked Jesus into my heart. And so I've been a Christian pretty much my entire life. When I was older, I would get jealous of other people's testimonies, but that would be so amazing if they're before Christ's life and then how the Lord changed them. And so I would get kind of embarrassed about my testimony. Like I was three, but um, my old pastor, Rob, here at Apex had told me, be grateful. Don't downplay the blessing that the Lord has given you, that you don't have this shame and this sin that you have to overcome um, or ask, you know, the Lord to forgive you for, you know, be grateful that your whole life you've been pretty much walking the straight and narrow path. So um, I grew up in a Christian family. My grandparents were missionaries to South America through New Tribes Mission. And and my my parents, you know, have in the home, we would do family devotions together and would always do an Advent study at Christmas and do the Advent wreath. And, and so my whole life, I've just been surrounded by uh, family members that have encouraged me in my faith. And so, um, yeah, I've... That's kind of how I started and how the Lord found me. Praise the Lord. Well, tell us about your relationship with the Word over the years. Well, at first it was very uh, popcorn-like, like, you know, the Bible stories. I would learn different figures in the Old Testament or different scripture memory verses in Awanas or or in school. Uh, sometimes I would go to a Christian school and that would be part of the homework. Yeah. But it wasn't until I was in middle school that I did the Henry Blackaby study, Experiencing God, and that just changed everything for me because it was like an adult study that took it from just Bible stories to you can have a relationship with the Lord and 
you can rely on him. He, you can talk to him. He can work in your heart. And so that just changed everything for me. So sixth grade was a pivotal year for me. <sighs> oh, wow. And then, but then, you know, in high school and college, in my early 20s, I would be part of different Bible studies or house church quads. And we would do studies that were like the top Christian bestselling book, which really wasn't a Bible study. So I became really thirsty. So by the time I got to my 30s, I was yearning for something more. And that's when I discovered Jen Wilkins' book of Women of the Word. And then that became the next most pivotal moment in my faith and in my walk and studying scripture because of the study tools. I felt equipped to be able to study scripture. And that was at the very same time as discovering Dayton Women in the Word. So I'll pause there. Let Caitlin share. (laughs) The anticipation. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I have a similar story to Heidi's. I grew up in a Christian home, and I remember when I was, I want to say six or seven, um, after a VBS, um, telling my mom that I wanted to ask the Lord into my heart and doing that. Um, but then I did a very foolish thing that Heidi did not do. When I was jealous of other people's stories, I prayed that the Lord would make my story more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so enter um, a very dark period of my life where I walked very far away from the Lord. I didn't, I, the faith was not my own. I hadn't owned it for myself. It was um, between junior and senior year of high school. I remember telling my mom, well, if I had been born into a Muslim family, I'd be a Muslim. So it's all just chance. Like I just happened to be born here. So that's why I happened to be a Christian. And so I spent um, a few years, three, four years um, away from the Lord, Um, really though like in a double life kind of way. Like I was really, really good at pretending and keeping on a really um, good airs. And so the people that I wanted to think were I was still a good Christian thought I was, and the people that I didn't care what they thought had no clue that I was a Christian. Um, So... But it was such a blessing to have been brought up in the light because then in the dark, I knew there was light. And so it was just like the Holy Spirit, I knew I had him because it was just this nagging for all of those years. Like as much as the world told me that I should have been so happy and like I was doing what I wanted and it didn't matter what anybody else thought, I didn't have to follow God's rules or anything I wasn't. It was just, it was a lonely, lonely, dark place. Um, And so then when I was 21, I actually met my husband. And um, he was just pivotal. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Pivotal in bringing me back to the Lord. Um, And it actually goes into your next question, Natalie, about my relationship with the Word, because that was a, a really big part of what brought me back to the Lord and how the Lord called me back to himself was um, just in conversations with my husband about the word. And he was, I felt like, the first Christian that I had met that actually believed every single word of the Bible. And growing up, I felt like I was a little bit jaded by, um, you know, I would ask these questions, the hard, you know, quote unquote, hard parts of scripture. I'd say, well, how does that make sense? You know, that doesn't that doesn't make sense with this other thing that I read in scripture. And nobody would ever explain it. They'd just be like, well, just don't 
don't ask those questions. Don't worry about it. Um, and Kevin, my husband, was the first Christian that was like, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, let's wrestle with why those things seem opposite, but actually they're all true because it's in the word and we can see that. And that just <sighs> opened up the world of Christianity to me and of Bible study. And like, no, you really can study your Bible and you really can know it and believe every single word that's in it. And so that has really driven my passion for teaching the Bible to other people. Um, because unfortunately, in a lot of churches in America today, it's not being taught correctly. It's not being taught as the full canon of scripture, like different parts are being picked out. And I'm just so passionate about the whole thing and about women um, and men, but I mean, we specifically minister to women, really knowing the word. And like you said, knowing that they are equipped to study it. You don't need to go to seminary. You don't need to have a special degree. You in and of yourself have the tools to pick up your Bible and study it and know it. And that therefore know the God of the Bible and have a vibrant relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that kind of leads us into the the next question is how um, both of you have been, you know, part of our network, part of the community for a couple of years now. And um, so I want you to speak a bit about how dating women in the word has helped you um, grow as a student of the word, but also as a teacher of the word. Oh, man. Well, I, so I was a, the first ever <laughs> finance director for Dayton Women in the Word. Yes. So praise the Lord, <laughs> because I do not know anything about money. The end. We needed Caitlin so badly. She said it, not me. <laughs> but um, so I had the distinct privilege of sitting on the director team for um, about a year and a half. And those, that year and a half was just absolutely foundational to my Bible study. And I had always been, well, not always, since I came back to the Lord at 21, been really passionate about his word. And then to be surrounded by these women who were so passionate about it, but passionate about sharing it and making sure that other women knew it was just groundbreaking to me. I was just so excited to be a part of that and to like catch that vision and get to be a part of spreading it. Um, and that has just been really, really helpful to me in driving kind of my choices of how I spend my time. Um, like when Natalie asked if I could teach this summer, like my initial reaction was, I don't know, there's so much going on. There's always so much going on in our lives. Um, but to make time for something that I know it has deeply impacted my life and my walk with the Lord and something that I love doing um, and that I pray will impact the walks of so many other women that are going to be a part of this. I was like, how, how can I say no to that? I absolutely have to be a part of this. So um, I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity and thankful to Dayton Women in the Word for giving me the opportunity and, and for giving all of you women who are going to be coming and participating this opportunity. It's really one that you don't want to miss. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I first heard about you guys through the conference that you put on, oh, Disciple yeah. Her. Oh, yes. And it was right after I had my son, my, my firstborn, and I thought, oh, these ladies are fantastic. <laughs> and and I had just read Jen Wilkins' book, so you know, I had learned all these tools, and I thought, you know, I, I would love to be able to put these in practice. And so at the conference, I heard about your summer study, and that was the summer of Ezra and Nehemiah. So I was so excited to join it. And Caitlin, you were the lead teacher. I was in your your sessions that summer. And I just, I grew leaps and bounds getting to practice those tools. And then my small group leader, Caitlin Schumer, got a um, shoemaker. I got to put a shout out to her <laughs> because she was fabulous and encouraging us every week. Keep up. I know these, mm-hmm. these tools are new to you, but just keep putting them into practice. You'll be so grateful. And boy, was she right. So I, I just loved that summer. And so, you know, I became a summer study junkie after that. <laughs> I signed up again the next summer. Um, and then I was under your teaching, Natalie, um, for the book of Hosea. And so it's just, it's just so fun. This is the best Bible study I've ever been in, in my entire life, honestly, just because you you come in and you are equipped with tools so you can do it on your own and not just soak up what someone shares with you. So it's, it's a completely different experience if you've been in a Bible study before. So, um, yeah, and, and then from there, Date Women of the Word launched the Teaching Collective. And so I was like, I don't know about this, but I just felt like the Holy Spirit was tapping me on the shoulder, like, you need to go. You need to go. So I went, and I'll be I'll be honest, I was nervous. I was shaking because I thought, oh, no, they're going to make me teach. <laughs> they're going to ask me to teach. And, you know, it was we just a 10. never make you, but we sure will invite you. <laughs> exactly. So it was, you know, just a 10-minute talk on Deuteronomy. And it was kind of like pulling a Band-Aid off. I thought, oh, maybe if I just sign up for the very first one, just get it over with, and then I won't be nervous for the others. But the Lord just completely blew me away with the provision for that little 10-minute talk. Because I thought, well, what does little Heidi have to say about this? But the Lord gave me the words to, to share, and I was just so grateful. And, and then it was such an, an encouraging and supportive environment with the Teaching Collective. I had great feedback from people, and it was just so supportive. It was so, a good talk. I remember it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> So from there, I was encouraged, you know, hey, maybe this is kind of fun because it made me rely on the Lord in a way that I never did any yeah. other way I was studying scripture or doing a Bible study on my own. So it, it just grew my faith in such a practical way. Yeah. And I saw the Lord's blessings and his provision. And so when, Natalie, you reached out and invited me to be one of the teachers this summer, I thought, oh, no, little Heidi, what does she have to say about the Book of Mark? But then I remembered that talk with Teaching Collective and how yeah. the Lord was so faithful yeah. in providing. And so I was nervous. You know, Caitlin, mm-hmm. you said, you know, we, there's no good time. There's, there's so true. Life is always busy. Because I just had a baby four weeks ago, and yeah. I thought, oh, my word. You should know. You guys should know that. <laughs> I just had a baby. Well, by the time you hear this. A couple maybe, months later, but yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be a few more weeks. But, so that so. was a huge fear for me of saying yes to this opportunity because I thought, you know, this might be a little too much for me to handle. But the Lord kept all fall and winter just nudging me like, you can do this. You can do this. I will equip you. I will be faithful to you. And so I was doing BSF on Wednesdays. That's a Bible study fellowship. And every week the homework would end with, you know, what is the Lord talking to you about? And it's like every application question 
the Lord took my mind to the question of, will you teach this summer for Dayton Women in the Word? And so finally, I was like, all right, yes, Lord, I'm saying yes, I am going to trust you with a newborn at the same time, <laughs> preparing for this this summer study. And uh, it's already the Lord has been faithful in providing people. And, you know, Natalie, you've been a great mentor. So last summer, you let me take a peek behind the scenes as you prepared for Hosea each week. And, and so I feel like just the Lord's He's already he's for yeah for a year he has been preparing for this summer. Mm. He has made paths clear for so many people. There's so many pieces that go into the summer study and it's just been amazing to see those all come together. Oh yeah, and I'll say like there's a part of me that like selfishly said yes because when I taught Ezra Nehemiah, I don't think I have ever felt the Lord's provision more or closer to him than when you're, you are so in depth studying and it's not just for your personal study, but you're going to be teaching it. It's, it just is like this extra weight of responsibility and the Lord to counter that gives you this extra provision and just insight I feel. And so like selfishly, I was like, well, yeah, I want that again. (laughs) Absolutely. And a little peek behind the curtain. If you, ever wondered like oh, I, how do teachers do it or like they must have a lot of training or they must have a lot we are nope. like that's not what's happening it's not like we're experts who've studied forever and we're just bringing back this information that we know it's we are in real time studying together with you hearing from the lord on what he thinks is important to pull out of all that we've studied to share with you that day, you know, and that, um, that, like you said, that weight of responsibility and that, um, it just makes you care so much about, um, going in that deep dive and, and like taking all the paths and, and trying to, trying to learn and glean as much as you can so that you can find out what is the most essential thing to pass on to these women. What do these women need to hear from the Lord? Um, And so it's not a real group of experts back here in the teaching crowd. (laughs) You know, all the women who have taught our summer studies have just relied on the Lord completely to do it. Um, And almost all of us, like no one has ever been in a season where they're like twiddling their thumbs thinking like, oh, well, I've got nothing else to do. Like, <laughs> it's been a call from the Lord. And, yeah. like, this year specifically has been the earliest that God has ever, you know, set two teachers in place. And that has been, like you said, Heidi, a huge um, a huge thing, especially with baby coming. And you were able to know, like, God was telling you in advance so that you'd be able to even prep ahead before baby came and then so that would lighten your load afterwards. And so... It's really like when we look back, we can see how God has been preparing for quite some time for this summer. Um, So I want to know, we've talked a little about teaching in general, but what excites you guys about teaching Mark specifically? Uh, So we were actually just talking about this before we started recording, but Mark is so fast paced. Like you, and I just... I I love that. It's just this like really fast-paced look at the life of Jesus and especially like what was he doing when he was here on earth? And I feel like that's like one of the big things that Mark is talking to us about. 
is what was Jesus doing? Because he doesn't even start with Jesus's birth. He like plops you right down. John the Baptist is preparing the way and Jesus gets baptized like chapter one. Um, He doesn't really give you all the background story about, you know, the angels in the manger and Mary and Joseph. Like you don't get any of that. He just starts with Jesus's ministry. And, um, and then it ends really abruptly too. And so it's just this really fast paced, um, kind of whirlwind tour, I feel like of what Jesus was doing. Um, but I also feel like that kind of puts into context how short his ministry was and how quick it really all happened, Mm -hmm. you know, really for only about three years, was he actually doing all of these things? And so it's been really fun to um, to see that as I've read through it. Um, and then as we get into the summer and really start getting in really, really deep, um, I'm excited to pull back the slower layers that are there as well um, and just get Mark's insights out of that. Yeah. What about you, Heidi? I started with the annotation study tool with Mark the first time I read through, and I had so many question marks <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. over my papers because I thought, you know, okay, I've kind of taken it for granted. I just assumed I knew because I've heard things like the different Jewish groups, you know, the Sanhedrins, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, but I couldn't really explain the difference between them. And so I've been digging deeper just to understand some of those those words and um, and the disciples, I I really enjoy getting to know them. You know, uh, I when you compare them against the different gospels, they have different names sometimes, and I would get so confused. I could never really list who the twelve were in Jesus' inner <laughs> yeah. circle, and I so it's just really fun digging deeper and identifying the areas where I really don't know the answer. I, I guess I just kind of assumed or just glossed over it. And so it's been really fun digging in. Yeah. I would say, too, I'm just really excited to go through a gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, so as Christians, like, we're supposed to look like Jesus, right? Like, that's what the Lord calls us to be holy because I am holy. And Jesus came and lived a perfect holy life because God knew we couldn't do it. And so what better way to learn how to walk like Christ than to study his life? It's so different. I mean, we've referenced this a couple times. I taught Ezra Nehemiah, and it's beautiful seeing how the Old Testament points to Christ, and we saw that so much in those books. But to actually just be like, no, this is really the Christ that Mm -hmm. we've been pointing to for hundreds of years. He's here. Let's learn about him. And I'm really excited to do that with you all this summer. Um, tell me a little bit about how you guys put together the syllabus for Mark. We heavily relied on our outlining of the book of Mark. So Caitlin and I both read individually and did our annotations, and we came together with our outlines done, and that's how we broke it down because we realized this chapter might be a little heavier in content than the next one. And and I know towards the end of Mark, we really wanted to focus and go slowly on on the trial of Jesus and the betrayal, the crucifixion, the resurrection. And so um, we we actually started with the end of Mark, and then we backtracked to um, split up the rest of the book. Yeah, and we tried to – this was really a cool God moment, like, early in our studies is that – so, as Heidi said, we did this individually, and when we came together, we had really similar thoughts on, like, there needs to be a break here, or these chapters really need to stay together. We had come to those 
pretty much same conclusions Mm -hmm. separately. So then when we came together, the syllabus came together pretty seamlessly. Um, And we also tried to make it so that there's roughly the same amount of reading Mm -hmm. um, and study per week. We tried to to break it up um, because some chapters in Mark are a little bit shorter. And then there's some with like 60 something verses. So we tried to we tried to split it up so that you're not, you know, reading for an hour one week and then it's like a 15 minute chunk the next week. And when we say syllabus, we're just talking about basically the list of homework, um, what we're going to cover in each week of the study. Um, So each week there's a corresponding Bible study tool. How did you guys uh, choose which tool to put in which week? Honestly, we decided not to reinvent the wheel, Mm -hmm. and we looked to our front runners, the people that have done this years for the years before us, and used um, pretty much the same um, tools in the same order. We felt like that was a really helpful order to study them in. Some tools are a little bit harder than others, and some tools are easier to jump in with. So we largely kept the same um, list for tools. The really nice thing about Mark is that it's a narrative of Jesus's life. And so you're not jumping around between genres. And and so any tool is going to be applied about the same way on any given section from Mark. So um, we... Uh, relied heavily on the syllabus from previous years for that. What would you say to somebody who maybe they've gotten, they've taken a look at the syllabus and they're a little intimidated, Mm -hmm. don't know what all the tools mean or they've never used them before? What would you say to that person coming to study? Well, that was me, my first study. (laughs) Because I had read the book, but I hadn't actually put it into practice. And so it seemed a little daunting, but... Honestly, this group was so supportive, and I can't say enough about being placed in the small group. So the breakdown of the two hours we're together is you're, you're in your small group first, and then you move into the, the large group portion with, with the main teacher. And during that small group time, the leaders are, are equipped to encourage you and answer your questions about each of the tools. So there's no need to be embarrassed or worried about these tools because – uh, Dayton Women of the Word provides so many opportunities for people to help you and walk alongside you with them and each week. Yeah. And I would say, too, that we have, um, you know, at the end of each of Heidi and I's lectures, we'll spend, you know, a little bit of time telling you what the homework is, explaining what that looks like. Um, and I know that Dayton Women is also working on um, some additional tools to equip you um and train you on how to use those individual Bible study tools. Um, and we're hoping those will be available for summer study. Lord willing, they'll already be out in the world when you hear this. <laughs> and I would also just say that um, this is such a safe place to come and practice all of these things because you're not doing it alone. Like Heidi said, you're in a small group. Um, you're all walking this journey together. There will be women in your small group who are uh, what did you say, Heidi? Summer study junkies who have done them all and who yeah. um, you know are, are really familiar with these tools. And then there will be women who have never seen these tools before in their lives. And that's why Dayton Women in the Word exists, to help women know how to study their Bibles and therefore know the God of the Bible and love him more. And so just just come. 
Just come. That's what mm-hmm. I would say to that woman. You've just got to come and and dive in and we will be with you the whole way, helping you and equipping you. And you're not alone. Yeah. It's not about being perfect. It's not about um, checking off boxes. Every tool is an invitation to get deeper into the word. Um, if we all we ask you to do is give it a try. Um, and if it doesn't work great for you, that's okay. We all have the tools that we like better than others yeah, and that we yeah. use more And you're not going to be if you don't do one. No, one you don't get a grade. <laughs> There's no, no homework. We know it's summer, guys. <laughs> we know uh, it's hard to think about any kind of homework in the summer. But um, we're praying that the Lord does um, some good work through those tools this summer. Any closing thoughts or things that you would want to say to the women who are listening, who have already registered and are planning on coming to study? I would say um, this is a really beautiful study, as I said before, to just get have an intimate time getting to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so if you, I think we all need that, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, we all will benefit from that. But I also think um, if you have a friend who needs that. Uh, Maybe a new Christian or maybe somebody who is asking questions about Christianity. I think this is a really beautiful study to bring that sister to, to bring her alongside. Um, She can even do it from home um, if she's not comfortable, you know, coming to the big group. But just to see that intimate picture of Jesus, um, I just just think this is going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening and maybe you haven't cracked your Bible open in a long time, might have a little dust on it, um, it's okay to go ahead and sign up. Don't be afraid to jump in because if you start praying now for the Lord to work in your heart, to give you that desire and that hunger and thirst to learn about him through his word, he will give you that. He will bless you with that. So, um, you know, begin praying now and asking God to remove any fears or worries that you have about jumping into this Bible study. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time that this recording is coming out, registration will be closed. But if you've been listening and you've thought of someone that you wanted to invite or um, you weren't going to sign up but now you maybe changed your mind just email us and we um we don't want to squelch the holy spirit or stop him from what he wants to do email us and see um what what we can do if you have already signed up and you have questions that we haven't answered here or in the previous podcast email us date women in the word at gmail Dot com. Next week, we'll be on a bit of a break here on the podcast, but then summer study recordings will start the following week, the first week of June. So you will get to hear more from one of these gals here on the podcast, but both of their recordings will be available on the resources page, on the Mark resources page on the website. So as usual, the website is the best place to go for all the most up-to-date information about the study and the ministry as a whole. Gals, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. We are so excited for Mark. We can't wait to see you all there. Get ready. It's going to be a good summer. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time.